0: Hey Neil Hey Aunt Lise, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, and you? I'm well I'm well, can't complain That's good (laughs) It's good, I was thinking of you earlier Because Stacey She told me about this This boarding school hack (laughs) In the Mm. dining room That they had So they would take brown bread Mm. And put butter on it and then sprinkle brown sugar over that. oh my gosh and then close it with another uh, another buttered slice of bread and then pass it through that grilled toaster type thing man
1: oh and when so like, it comes out syrupy. the other
0: side it's all it's a syrupy caramel almost thing happening oh my gosh Stace. and she's yeah. not diabetic today
1: <laughs> jeez <laughs> That alone is enough to put me in a, what is it, a sugar coma? What do
0: they call it? Mm, mm, mm. Sure. Yeah, these kids, eh? They had these to find kids. what they could. Well, mm. for these kids. Um, mm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had a particular sound engineer in mind when I thought of today's mm. question.
1: Mm. They're and such underdogs, those people, here.
0: I'm telling you, underrated underdogs. Mm. And that's why this week's question is, if you were a sound engineer, what would be your biggest irritation during a live performance? Let's put ourselves into the shoes of the sound engineer for a change. You know?
1: Do you have much sound engineering experience, on Liz?
0: I have zero sound engineering experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this should be an interesting episode.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Do you have, I think it's actually interesting hearing a performer or a singer put themselves in the shoes of a sound engineer. So do you have any pet peeves or anything that would annoy you as a sound engineer speaking as a performer or a singer?
0: Yes, I do. Mm. Um, I was going to share them later, but I can share them now.
1: Shem, I always do this to you.
0: Yeah, you always do it to me. Mm. And the thing is, um, (laughs) 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 I'm just trying to find it, actually. Oh, here it is. The problem is that um, I have obviously listened to the contributors' responses already so I will preface my opinion saying that I agree with a lot of what they've said and I am adding to it the following. Mm. If I were a sound engineer, my greatest irritation based on both my experience as a performer and as an audience member would range. They would range from, the irritation of parents not looking after their children. <laughs> when it's a big meeting, and this child just happens to go and switch off the plug. Mm-hmm. And the whole sound system is goes off. And this is expensive equipment. It's- and it's a disaster, you know. To my second pet irritation from a sound engineer's perspective is people speakers, performers blowing into the mic to check if it's on Mm. Mm. I sit there and I cringe for the sound engineer you know
1: Um, I think that's fair like okay so as far as sound engineers being annoyed with that I think it's fair but to a certain extent I think not everyone is a sound engineer So Mm -hmm. the only way I as a human know how to check that this mic is audible is to maybe blow through the mic or to maybe hit it. And put it against my ear to check if it's actually working. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen people do that? Like there are there are two types of people. People who hit the mic and listen to the speakers, and then those who hit the mic and put it against their ear to check that it's that it's actually taking sound out.
0: Like come on, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think these are these are things that just need education. I think not everyone is mm. gonna think to maybe look at the sound engineer or maybe you know, ask or I don't know how actually proficient
2: and that, and you
0: actually professionally to take that market on. You mm. have just touched on I, the nub of everything mm. in this episode. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Education. Mm. I I believe that this is what is missing. Definitely, we do we do not have sound engineers telling other sound engineers what to do in our circles. We don't. Mm. You know, mm. sound engineers are not connecting um, with the prospective, the people to come up behind them. So we are making the same mistakes over and over again Legend. when we actually have all the experience in the world around us. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, but I must say that another uh, a pet irritation of mine from a sound engineer's perspective is performers on the stage giving instructions to the sound engineer during the performance
1: so this is now you as a performer
0: being annoyed
1: but being annoyed as a sound engineer this is your pet as a sound engineer
0: a sound engineer perspective
1: yes so you don't like receiving instructions from the performer
0: not during a performance no ways that's interesting actually. This should happen in a sound check and do not get me started on a sound check. Okay, let's 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 listen to the sound check later. Huh? For now, let's listen to contributor number one.
3: With this question, I'm now speaking outside of my comfort zone, but I'll answer the question anyway. In my humble view, the job of the sound engineer is to make the group or the musicians to sound great. What would irritate me is when a concert feels like a sound check because of the failure of the sound engineer. The acoustics are what they are. The band or the group, I assume they can sing. So if the sound is not great, my eyes would likely be on the sound engineer. And I've had an experience where we went for a concert at the Northgate Dome to see John Legend. I believe he's an exceptional singer. And the band is well experienced. The acoustics of the dome are what they are. And the failure of the sound, I suspect, was due to the live sound engineer. Thank you.
1: A pretty honest beginning to his contribution where he's saying um, it's out of his comfort zone. And I think all (laughs) of us, for most of us in today's
0: episodes, the question was very kind of like, out of our scope. It was extremely interesting. Mm. Um, I also think, you know, he said, the sound engineer has one job. <laughs> to make the group sound great. And I thought to myself, okay, I would definitely add to that, though, and say, the one job of a sound engineer is to make the group sound great. Mm. Okay. To... And I would, I would I would, add to say to amplify an honest... To
1: amplify. An honest,
0: yeah. pre-approved yeah. audio reflection of what has been prepared what, by the artist.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know? And I don't think we accomplished that, like, mm. of late. Mm. I think oh, well, this is on me, and I can only speak based on my own experience, but I think sound... Does, I've got a love-hate relationship with sound <laughs> overall. And I think it just does something. I think it tampers with the original sound of any outfit. And this mm. is just my experience. So, I mean, um, A lot of people would probably disagree with what I'm saying. But I've always had an issue with... I, th- I think it tampers a lot with the musical dynamics. I think when we're singing acoustically, we mm. can all... And especially being used to singing acoustically, you learn how to listen to those around you and how to blend and how to give less or more based on the acoustic sound i do Mm. think when you put sound into that mix when you put sound into that equation it does sort of there's a deficit which might not necessarily be for every outfit or for every group but i think there is a bit of a a deficit man because now i'm like I'm relying but you on know what? sound that's coming out of the speaker, which is not mm. necessarily the acoustic sound. So do I give more than I usually do? Do I give less than I usually do mm. when I hear acoustic? So I think, and then for what the audience hears or for what the congregation or whatever you're performing to, for whatever they hear, is it the same as, as is the acoustic sound the same as? the sound that you hear coming from the speakers. Mm. I never think it's the same almost,
0: mm. you know? Mm.
1: Mm. So that's just the relationship wow. I have. It's a very complex relationship that I have with sound.
0: It is a eyes. very complex relationship because I mean, I think it could go both ways, you know, I feel like, mm. um, hmm, what is more important to you almost, you know, is it, mm. um, a, a maintaining a consistent, authentic sound? Mm. Um, an acoustic sound or Mm. is it to reach the largest Mm. number of people? Mm. You know? I think for me, it's
1: definitely, I I don't know if your question is rhetorical, but I want to answer (laughs) it. I think for me, it's definitely the former. I think Mm. I come from, I'm very old school and I Mm. think I come from the, from the school of thought whereby Mm. I think lesson out for me as opposed to the sound reaching out for me Mm. or of the sound reaching you if it means that the sound or the product is going to be compromised. I'd rather mm. you listen to the authentic and what I'm putting, the authentic product and what I'm putting out there, mm. um, and maybe intently listen than me just blurting it out mm. for the sake of everyone in the hall mm. hearing it, you know? But I mean, again, different for different know. folks. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say that because I have experienced um, moments of... Um, you know where everything works out exactly like it should with sound, and mm. those are beautiful moments mm. you know um mm. I don't think anyone performance um goes perfectly, you mm. know uh, I mean we are human beings after all, but some some are are very close to perfect, you know, but um, it depends on what perfect is, maybe the audience didn't think it was perfect. You know, Mm. so I feel like Mm. we strive to find balance and I'm actually preaching to myself in the mirror. Now we try, we we strive Mm. to find balance rather than perfection.
2: Mm.
0: Balance Mm. is a far more happier way to live, you know? So I'm applying it even in this instance. And, Mm. and for me, there are, there are, there is, there are, there is enough evidence for me Mm. that sound can enhance a performance. If it's done right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If it's done right. Maybe maybe what I need. eh?
1: Yeah. 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 No hectic.
0: Mm. Hectic.
1: I think I'm yet to experience. (sighs) I can't finish my sentence without offending so many people I've worked with before. Mm. But I think I'm yet to experience. And I think this is also not a fair opinion because I've never actually heard any outfit that I've performed for using sound like i've always been on the on the other side of things i've never been on the receiving Mm,
0: yeah
1: experience with sound
0: you know Mm, Mm. mm. yeah i've yeah i've also had i think enough experience being on the receiving end Mm. um in 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 terms of paying attention as an audience member to the Mm. sound Mm, okay. okay you know it's one of the things any live performance I go to, it's one of the things I definitely pay attention to.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, but off the bat, wow. off the
1: bat, yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but <laughs> no, but off the bat, I think I, 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 I just, I'm not the biggest sound person considering your, 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 your potent opinion and your pointed word of advice about balance. I think I'm still not a sound person.
0: Mm. Mm. Okay. We'll work on you. People, please send the voice notes. Please, we need to work on Neil. Send the voice notes, validate him. Validate me, please. Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) very important. Let's listen to our next contributor.
2: The biggest irritation if I was a sound engineer would be, one, when artists, when they're holding up the mics, instead of looking at me and me switching on the mic, they will keep on hitting the mic with their hands. That's the biggest, biggest irritation. I also noticed that at times uh, at church, when I'm busy with the sound system at the back, there, they will hit the mics. Secondly, the second thing that irritates it is when artists point the mics at the monitors or at the speakers when there's a speaker next to them because that sets also that there be uh, some uh, gain and some sound bounces from the mic thirdly it will be that the artists when they sing they move the mic too far from their mouth that i as a sound engineer would have to push up the volume in order for me to
1: hear their voice. So he sounds like he's speaking from experience. <laughs> I think I think that's not very hard to, <laughs> yeah, to no. deduce. Yeah, I think he's speaking from but he had very, very interesting points. Like I'm telling um, you. <laughs> again, what I mentioned earlier about hitting the mic with your hands. Yo. And it's just, I think it's an unpleasant sound, even for, like, the listener or the audience. Yes. It's just like, I don't want to hear that before your performance.
0: (laughs) And then also... So it's
1: more than just, yeah. There's that
0: split second, man, you know, where, um, you know, okay, so say you do tap the mic like that, no? Then at least Mm. give a second to the sound engineer to turn your mic on. (laughs) Because
1: <laughs> don't be like bop, bop, know, bop, 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 bop. until it comes on, yeah. <laughs> <you're>,
0: you know <laughs>
1: give me a chance to sleep my on, like, on
0: peace. <laughs> yeah, So
2: yeah.
0: <clears throat> I totally get that. And um mm. you know, um he is a sound engineer, you know. Mm. Um mm. because mm. he said that the sound engineer must you must look at the sound engineer. And the sound engineer must look back at you. He spoke about Mm. that relationship without actually like speaking about it. Because we so often ignore the most crucial element of the role of a sound engineer, in my opinion. Mm. Good Mm. sound engineers are in the performance with the artists 100% of the time. Yeah. And experience will teach you the 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 moments that you can you know take your foot off the gas a bit, but as a sound engineer, you have to stay in there till the end of the song, and then immediately into what happens between the songs, then onto the next song. It, it's an exhausting job. I've just gained
1: like so much respect.
0: I've I've never considered what
1: you're saying, and I mean, in theory, it sounds it's like duh, you know, mm. but I haven't really considered how much investment you know is is attached to being a sound engineer and
0: here's the thing Here's the thing in all honesty if you are an aspiring sound engineer please do yourself a favor and take a moment to question your intent And if you know in your heart that you are not technically minded, not good with people, not skillful at problem solving and not really interested in producing good sound that probably no one will even recognize, never mind acknowledge, Mm -hmm. but you do it because Mm -hmm. you are passionate about it. Okay, that, mm, that escalated mm, fast. Mm, then it's probably
1: I'm sure all not sound a engineers are applauding right like now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then it's probably not a good <laughs> idea for you to dabble in sound engineering. Jaihart, by means a seal mark. You know, so I yeah, I mean, and then when he spoke about um, my technique, you know, he sort of gave us three focuses. He said... Do you say foci or focuses?
1: I'm sure it's focuses. Okay. But fo- let's use foci. Foci has just a got a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. three foci. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but those are just... <laughs> we are not swearing. We are just... Um, Aunt least, actually, that joke is going nowhere. Um, I want someone, maybe any listener right now who understands the science... I'm very sorry to cut you. No, who understands funny. the science behind pointing the mic at the speaker which in which causes fe- like i want to understand what happens there
0: <laughs> what would you like the technical explanation yeah the science behind
1: that like, okay what is happening you yeah
0: the um the two contributors from now will give you your answer a technical explanation okay. Okay. Uh, definitely you'll get your answer. But he was focused on mic technique, hey? Tapping on the, the mic. Foci. The three foci. Tapping, oh, the three foci. Tapping on the mic. Mm. Allowing the mic to create feedback. And holding the mic too mm. far from your mouth.
4: Too far. And these three things
0: mm. are so simple to mm. correct. Education. And they can Education. ruin the performance. And then we Education. all meet for coffee afterwards to complain about the sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> when all of us are keeping silly. our mouths like at the door when we
1: we're singing on stage, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I've actually, I, I've actually liked that th- the, the last foci or the last focus point. Um, I've got a bit of a it's it's a, it's a, it's the great controversy <laughs> happening in my head right now. I think I'm guilty of you, that. Are. Uh, you um, are, and based on purely based on mm. blend you know mm. i think and this is advice that i get from you mm. all the time on Glees, is to get in more than mm. you take out and so i think priority for me is to hear what's going on and then squeeze mm. myself into that but you can't hear what's going on around you if the mic is literally in your epiglottis <laughs> do you know what the epiglottis no? <laughs> it's that little flappy thing behind your you know what i mean so it's like let's actually hear what's going on and keep the mic at a distance and if we do need to bring it closer. Let's do so. And I also just find it very hard to trust someone else with a level of my voice or with the mm. volume of my voice. So I'm definitely guilty mm. of the last point. And then again, it just boils down to education.
0: It does. And for it does. Me, it trust. does. I was just going to invite people, yeah. please um, to send in your VNs, in your validating VNs, please include trust. We trust. need to build trust in you for the sound yes, engineering please. experience. Um, so mm. so yeah, I mean, you, you, you are allowed to be you don't have to justify why you have this I feel opinion. like I do
1: I don't have to, but I feel like I, I feel like this is a platform mm. where we share, and then mm. we say why? Just for us to understand each other, mm. you know So I don't need to justify, but
0: I'd like for you to understand.: I that. do understand. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. You're, of course, all the I,
1: time on you, one of the few. Myself too, so yeah. This is a safe space.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so you know, i something I'm sure you've seen before is people who point the mic to the audience. <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing at the people? <laughs> oh my word!
1: I had a, I had a, you know, I just had a moment in my head like this really, really happens in church, obviously, but like you know how like. Let the crowd say yeah, and then you point no. the mic out. Do you mean that? No,
0: I mean, I mean,
1: like what instance would someone someone point comes the mic at up the to audience?
0: speak and they are given a mic and they don't know what to do with the mic? They've never held a mic in their hands before, <laughs> so they point the mic oh, okay, at the people
1: okay, okay, okay. and they
0: speak. <laughs> or they hold it yeah. so like
1: lazy, or like just
0: like yeah, yeah. No, I see, I, yeah. I see that, I see that. Yeah. So I think it's it's just education doesn't always have to take place as a formal in a formal setting in a workshop in a university degree in a, you know education is just mm. if you know what should happen then make sure that it does mm. performance do your mm. part as a liftto sound sound engineers be patient with the performers but insist on correct usage of a microphone Jeez. I have great yeah, respect
1: absolutely for sound absolutely.
0: engineers who have found a way to To very sternly Reprimand someone for the use Of a a microphone during a sound check Um, Very sternly But not Mm. not rude You know Mm. Um, Mm. And I thought to Mm. myself Great, Mm. that guy will never forget that You know Um, So Yeah, interesting
1: I do believe in in Informing first And then reprimanding So as much experience as I, as a sound engineer, have um, concerning how people just use Mm. their mics, like people just can't Mm. use mics at all. And I carry all that frustration Mm. with me from one performance to the other. And so instinct for me is to Mm. immediately reprimand based on my experience. But I think it's important that we first So he was
0: was speaking to a
1: seasoned performer. Who has a lot of experience or little experience with sound yep with sound so it's fair to say that this person knows at least how to handle a mic okay and the person was
0: um you know sort of covering his mic was like a rapper you know um and okay okay
1: yeah because sometimes it's also about yeah, looking cool and absolutely like holding the mic and like you absolutely. know what i mean so
0: but i'm yeah. saying that yeah. there are there are um difficult instances like that where a sound engineer needs to make a split second decision as to how they're going to handle the situation so i've come to understand mm. that we should allow them you know just allow them some space you know i've worked with I have, mm. you, you know, I've been so privileged to learn all these lessons and I learned them from great people. When I was, when I was 15, I started singing in Spirit of Life, you No, know? Um, I must told you that I'll, I'll be the cassette people, you No, know? you remember,
1: Yeah. you've got <laughs> really to remember,
0: definitely. you must never forget, <laughs> mean,
1: Definitely. Must never forget, yeah.
0: and the SABC no, blue okay. eyeshadow, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the shadow, yeah. Music videos, yeah. When
0: I got to join Spirit of Life, I learned so much. I learned so much about every aspect of music, of music ministry, of music Mm. business, you know, of music in the creative space, of music in the strategic space. I mean, Spirit of Life actually dabbled in every single one of those sectors. And I learned so many lessons. Mm. For instance, with regards to sound, let's just be clear. We even had a road crew, you know, who would pack up our wow. sound. We, Spirit of Life had their own sound. So you know what that means.
1: So you guys were the heritage we, of we South were. Africa. You, but mm. you
0: know what that for me means? That you have, we had our own mm. sound engineer. So mm. he knew exactly what was what. He knows when what how uh, 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 Lisa's voice goes when she sings there, you know. And he, so oh, there was there was relationship. a relationship, there was a connection, and he, um, you know, it was just. I don't want to say flawless because nothing is flawless, but the balance was just correct. You know, mm. I always felt. Totally at ease, so that uh, it gives the performer some room to actually live into their performance because they kind of know the sound is going to be cool.
1: That must be that so is beautiful, like, and I think experience. that's where trust would come mm. in for me. Like, see if I had a relationship okay, okay. with that sound engineer when they know Neil's voice is not the mm. best voice, so keep his level. At the lowest possible, mm, point. Yeah, no, you know. See, that's where I feel like me. comfortable enough to hold my mic mm. into my mouth. Yeah, that's beautiful. That must it be is,
0: beautiful.
1: and I think as a, as the performer as well, there's like a level of and a degree of comfort. Yeah, there.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, with with regards to their sound, no. Um, initially, everybody packed up the sound. So mm. the singers, I mean, packed up the sound. We all helped. It wasn't just the sound engineer. No. alone. <laughs> no,
1: so you guys were to no. like and, s- like drinking your coffee. And, and you know, yeah.
0: I didn't see it as work. I saw it as the most amazing learning opportunity. I was taught how to roll up a mic lead correctly. I was taught mm. what goes with what, how yeah. to fold down a stand correctly. You know, um, I was... I learned so many things. I I learned that there are different, there are different mic tops. Oh, and I must tell you, just from a facade perspective, from how it looks, you know, Aubrey always insisted on the same mic stands, the same mics. It was so professionally mm. put together, and this was in the eighties, mm. you know. So, I just, I just feel like. Um, Privileged to have experienced this.
1: No, you are definitely privileged. You are definitely, and the kind of the kind of knowledge or the level of knowledge that you have, um, I, as a sound engineer, am not educating you or informing you. I'm reprimanding Mm, you. Exactly. Because you have a world. Yeah, you have a world of experience.
0: And I mean, there's a reprimand that you can give me, even publicly. I know there's a particular reprimand of yours. It is not dissimilar to your issue with mic mic control. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yep. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. But you know what is changing that?
1: What is changing? Is it changing? It's
0: changing. Recording is changing it. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you how.
1: And that's a completely different thing. Yeah, exactly. And
0: I'll tell you how because. The the, the progress is so amazing, you know, with recording, I'm, I'm finding myself more comfortable standing closer to the mic, you know, Um, and Mm, the songs mm. that I need to, I go even closer, you know, and what I've realized Mm,
1: mm.
0: is that my relationship with my own voice is improving. I am loving my voice. That's and beautiful. so I am not afraid to put it where it must be, you know? Um, so I just wanted to mention that because um, I need you to love your voice as much as we do.
1: Aunt Lise, do you think we should hear oh, from our next no.
0: contributor? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but yes, because, okay, I'll clap twice when, she's, when we've listened to her. Let's listen. <laughs>
4: So, this was a difficult question for me to answer because I couldn't immediately put myself in the shoes of a sound engineer so I think I just had to really draw from my experience from my own live recordings that I've been part of and the first thing I know that annoys me as a vocalist because it almost feels like it should be common sense but it's not and I really don't mean to be mean by saying that but um, mic control you know there are people who are overly shy that will keep a mic at arm's length throughout the performance i don't understand how we're supposed to pick up their vocals that way or people who are overly loud and never know when to draw the mic away from them so things like that annoy me because i mean if i'm going to be loud in this in if, especially if it's like a with with a whole lot of dynamics you're gonna go soft and loud your mic also needs to accommodate to those things but a lot of people don't get that so that would definitely annoy me and secondly which i think also ties into the mic control is just listening to the people around you and learning how to blend so people will just sing louder especially if you're singing different parts if if you're a soloist i guess you can get away with it because it's just you but if you're singing with other people and you're singing harmonies you need to be able to listen to what's happening around you and make sure you're not the odd one out you're singing too loudly or god forbid not even the same key as other people so i think those are two different two, two uh, things that would annoy me because they would make my job as a sound engineer difficult at the end of the day.
1: I think just as just as our previous contributor, previous contributor, she's got yes. a lot of experience on the yes. performance side.
0: I, I like I like the fact that she owned that. And that she didn't Mm. say it apologetically. She stepped into this question. um, Saying, you know, expressing the normal doubt and so on, you know. But what she produced was actually so authentic. Because she spoke about mic technique, uh, I mean, again.
5: But this time
0: in relation to vocal control too. So she spoke to the singers and said to the singers, you also need to know how to blend your voice. With the voices, it's not mm. just about the mic and how far you move the mic, you know, from your mouth when you sing. Um, so it's not only for that dynamic, mm. but it's also for the interaction between voices, you know, and I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. You know, I love that she, she sort of brought out that, um, that perspective because a lot of people think that sound is just there to <coughs> amplify. And I, I think mm. that would probably be okay, but if the sound engineer has no innovation or no creativity to that, it can be very bland. You know, mm. so mm. I I mm. like working with a particular sound engineer um, in a particular venue, um, because we have more <laughs> often than not gotten very close to creating that atmosphere that we want, not over amplified. You know, the natural acoustic mm, actually still mm. floats through the hall because it's small enough, you know. So it's almost mm. like you can get the best of both worlds, you know. And, um,
1: and that's where yes, that balance can easily be yes. attained. So, yeah.
0: so pick the factors yeah. to be in your favor. You control it. So mm. get one person mm. that you enjoy working with who has the right attitude, you know, who is helpful, um, but also who is very clear about what he will and will not accept. You know, and Mm, then a mm, particular mm, venue, mm. you know, that has um, a very good acoustic. And if Mm, there's a sound engineer mm. brave enough to work in that space, you know, and do a good job. hmm. Yeah.
1: I've got a question that's cooking inside of me and it might just scare us away from today or this episode's Mm. question. But I know you were born with a mic. In your mouth, né? so I don't oh know if you're gonna be able word. to answer this question, but do you think? I think, I think our country, our most recent contributor, would actually be able to answer this question, or maybe of her experience, would be better qualified to answer this question. <laughs> At least, okay, have you even have you ever sung acoustically before for a while? Yes, no. you have you have yeah, or just thought of an I outfit have. you have in a number okay. of outfits. so i can't ask you this question
0: mm-hmm. no is it isn't.
1: i can only think of one but oh my god do you think mm-hmm. that yeah it's one it's one okay it's literally one but even i, I okay <laughs> the question is ne do you think and the question is probably obvious ne but i wanted to maybe just like open it up a bit do you think blend is compromised when you introduce sound to the equation so as i've mentioned before it's easier to blend personally it's easier to blend acoustically you know mm. um when sound comes into play more specifically when there are perhaps no monitors mm. where you can't necessarily hear everything now
0: that's just not on you think you shouldn't use well, sound. let's put
1: let's put monitors into the okay. equation let's put monitors in,
0: monitors into the equation
1: do you think blend is a little bit harder to achieve
0: um, i think I think I would revise my starting point, so my starting point mm. would not be is blamed harder <clears throat> my starting point would be something's different now. what is different? My starting point would be curiosity rather than saying mm. i don 't like this mm-hmm. so and, and i 'm saying this particularly because <clears throat> Getting to blend acoustically, I believe, is a huge challenge. You know? Oh. Yes. Uh, for okay. me, acoustic singing is the most difficult. Yes. Really? Because you have nothing. You, you have to not only um, create the blend that you, you know, create the right um, attitude in your voice with your blend, but you also have to manage your volume. And that's a different thing. So people who sing acoustically a lot do not need much amplification. And in fact, amplification mm. can be like, it can feel like it's tainting that authenticity. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so that hence my question earlier, you know, about how... Um, I've forgotten my question earlier. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. That's beautiful. But anyway, so I was just, yeah, I was just saying that it's a different experience. And when, for instance, blending, when you are using microphones, um, there are also levels there. So you could be using group, vocal group, um, harmony group part microphones, no? one for the altos, one for the mm. second sopranos, one for the tenors, you know, like that um your mm. blend in that setting is different to when we are rehearsing and there's absolutely no sound you have mm. to adjust it mm. and it is adjustable you know and then of course when you have individual mikings for a big group of people um that's also a different experience completely with blend because yeah. now your blend is almost yeah. completely yeah. dependent on everybody keeping the mic close enough to their mouth, you know, but that doesn't happen. Mm. <laughs> so it makes it hard. But I think, you know, um, the last time that we did that with 19 individual handheld mics, I think we did a pretty good job, Neil. forgot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job in terms of the whole, the whole thing, the sound, everything, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. So, so, Hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk a bit more about this blend thing But, that, that yeah, we have to listen to our next contributor because <laughs> he's going to give you that answer that you wanted Okay. about the technical description of how feedback occurs. Okay. Let's,
1: let's, let's hear that.
5: Okay, I think I need to preface this answer uh, by saying that I have no experience as a sound engineer. I did IT for my church and um, we often sit next to the sound engineers and you look over and you think, oh, I could do that. Uh, But reality probably is quite different. Um, I think my biggest irritation would be um, feedback. So when the... The speakers, uh, the sound from the speakers, are then picked up by the mics, and it's just it amplifies into a deafening noise in a matter of seconds, um, and uh, that would be very irritating for me because not only first of all it distracts from from the music, um, the the live performance, and so the the artist has to. Um, you know, restart um and then secondly, you know the deafening noise, which isn't fun to listen to, and then probably on a personal level the the embarrassment that that would cause, so I'd say that would be my biggest irritation if I were a sound engineer for a live performance. <laughs>
1: Or at least how do you react to that deafening noise? Like if you happen to be on stage and that, that oh noise just... Goodness. Oh, that noise. And you feel it inside. You feel, you, it. you feel it in you in.
0: It's definitely through you through. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: um, you know what? I don't know if it's always been this way, but it does feel like it's always been this way. When there is feedback, Mm. I keep the straightest of faces. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse <laughs> to be affected yeah. by this
1: nonsense. It's such a nasty sound. <laughs> it is such a nasty. I don't know. Maybe for me, like it's a reflex now for me, like to pull the mic away mm. from
5: mm-hmm. my mouth. I don't
1: know. That doesn't help anything, obviously, but it actually... it's because I'm probably. Taking it closer towards the speaker mm. or the monitor, but it's just—it's a reflex. But its it's it is embarrassing. I think I've never realized how embarrassing it was until yes. I contributed. I think for me, it's always been a case of, "Oh, guys, this always happens. It's sound. This this kind of thing happens. You know, <laughs> you're either lucky or you're not that day. But everyone just calm down. It's gonna—it's gonna move. It's gonna pop. But then you get those instances where it's so bad <laughs> and it's so long, and you're like, no stop. I think they actually switched the whole system off or something. And then, yeah, no sound Reboots. comes out of nowhere and then yeah. So that's kind of embarrassing, but I'm just like guys this happens to everybody, so calm down. Like it's, this is not an alien thing, it happens. So that's what that's but what comes Can consoles you imagine
0: me. Can you imagine what a thick skin a sound engineer must have? Mm 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 you know oh, as definitely. thick as thick a skin as a performer has
1: as a performer as a because a it's part involves... of
0: the performance the sound yeah. is also a performance <laughs> it's part of the performance i i i that is something that I didn't have to learn I experienced you know mm, mm. um when it's part of the performance that that is the, the the best you can you can hope for, and that is why people have their own sound engineers mm, mm. Mm. yeah um but yeah, let's listen to the last, the fifth contributor for today. For me, um as
4: if I was a sound engineer, what would probably upset me the most would be um if a s especially a seasoned artist um gives a disc or a CD and not indicate the track number or they give it in the wrong order and then going up to the front to um, perform and grabbing the wrong mics um, while the mics have been placed in a particular order um, I guess that would cause a lot of confusion And it only makes the sound engineer look bad.
0: And her husband is an experienced sound engineer. Oh, is it? (laughs)
1: Yes. Oh, so she's also speaking from experience. Definitely
0: speaking from experience. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, a sound engineer... I, I don't know how sound engineers can can stand it when from the stage they are told, no, 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 track number seven.
1: <laughs> another one of those embarrassing sound moments, <sighs> you know, or even <sighs> sometimes um, a track comes on and you're like, as a listener, you're like, okay, that sounds good. And then it switches off. And then another track comes on, you're like, okay. And all the while the performer is standing there so like... I feel so sorry <laughs> for the performer because they're standing there shaking their head. Not this one. <gasps> Not this
0: one. <laughs> um, and it's just like it's a moment for me. And it's just so embarrassing,
1: and I just—it's embarrassing so sorry for, for, the
0: for everyone, because, for everybody,
1: for everybody. Um,
0: and also taking just any mic, you know. Um, you yeah, see the mics yeah. are numbered one, two, three, four, five. By the time you are standing in your straight line, the numbers are three, seven, eight, six, <laughs> one, nine. And you don't 14. think that something yeah. is wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Again, but,
0: it boils down to education. It does. And also for me, it's a very, very strong indication that there wasn't a sound check. So, so, so can we just spend a second to talk about the sound check?
1: Mm, absolutely. I
0: believe that the sound check is the responsibility of both the artist and the sound engineer to ensure that there is a sound check. Mm, mm. It's It's both, both must make sure that there is one. So in the planning, mm. in the timing, in the concert timeline of the day, there must be a sound check. Mm. Also, then, at the very least, the sound check should be that every single instrument and or voice part is checked. I can't okay. I can't like tell you what the technical details of what needs to be done from the sound engineer's point, but it is important that every single instrument or sound that is going to be used is checked individually. And then together too, collectively. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I've had two-hour sound checks, and I've sure. had two-minute sound checks, and no prizes for guessing which of the performances I enjoyed more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As a performer, you know. So I just I'm, I'm sending a, a I'm sending a shout out to sound checks around the world. You are valued. Yeah. You are seen. You are appreciated. You are necessary. You are
1: necessary. Mm. You are necessary. Especially for us people who are very ang- anxious when it comes to, to sound. Mm. Like, I think it's, it's really like a calming
0: process. In that. It totally is. It totally um, is. Yeah. You know, my mom always says, You know, there is good sound when you don't realize there is sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I couldn't agree and more with
0: that. I also think um, I just want to uh, last thing that I want to to mention is that we mustn't also underestimate um, the personality thing, you know, because mm. remember the kind of technical expertise that we are expecting from a sound engineer. Doesn't necessarily always lend itself to an amiable, you know, friendly, socially outgoing personality. You know, it does happen now and then. But you know, we need to allow people to be people. Um, So some sound engineers are going to have no time for nonsense. And other sound engineers are going to be those kinds of guys who can problem solve man. You know, something's going wrong and they can quickly solve it and sort it out, you know, but they're not, there isn't even a bead of sweat on their forehead. (laughs) You know, I've sung, you know, um, in spirit of life with a sound engineer like that, he was always so calm.
1: I think that's great I
0: know, for a right? sound engineer
1: to be calm. And yes, we allow for personalities, but I think I'd rather work
0: well, with one who's
1: calm. Yes, yeah, definitely.
0: You know, um, yeah, and I'm so glad that I found another person that's also so calm. You know, um, and gives me the same kind of, of of vibe. I think that's that's my preferred type of person to work with in sound. Mm. You know,
1: in every aspect of my life. <laughs>
0: You also need Calm people okay,
1: are the people. so you also mm.
0: need calming, um, contributions, calming VNs,
1: calming everything.
0: Okay, in your, I'm just, I'm yeah, just, but you definitely
1: know, contributions, yes, and VNs.
0: I'm just developing your validation profile. Thank um, you. <laughs>
1: you can have a very thick file by the end of this year i'm
0: telling you but yeah mm. it's been it's been interesting looking at this you know from the perspective of the, of the sound engineer and it's just made me appreciate mm. sound engineers even more
1: absolutely and i definitely have so much respect for them
0: yeah and you've highlighted for me neil that um there is a need for education
1: absolutely
0: and it's um and i'm just adding to that that we don't have to wait for the formal formal education you know
1: i mean this podcast was education exactly exactly and that's why
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's not an episode unless we say i'm telling you oh that resonated Mm.
1: so
3: strongly that
1: resonates
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: anyway It's been great, um, everybody. It's been great talking about this not often talked about uh, topic tonight. And we hope that you enjoy it. Um, And please send us uh, a VN if you'd like, or send us a VN if you'd like to support Neil in his journey toward total validation. (laughs) And
1: I'd appreciate it. I really (laughs) would.
0: Um, and uh, don't try the brown bread with butter and brown sugar through Please. the grill oh. toaster thing at home um, yeah
1: all that's left do you actually know Aunt Lise I know I'm sorry to cut you Yo. as you say goodbye to Yo. us but and that was such a great I outro know. that was such a great right. oh, Aunt Lise I
3: worked all week I'm the that. devil <laughs> I am
1: <laughs> and here I am what a water balloon over your beautiful lens oh. um do you know that hmm. starch? De- what is it? Starch. Um, what's that? What's that bio food inside your your body? It doesn't decompose. Me, it, what does? Yeah. It? Di- it digest. Thank you, Lord. Oh my word! <laughs> I <laughs> promise <laughs> you guys, I, I passed my trick and I did biology, so like, um, I don't know. I'm proving otherwise right now, but starch. Digests and turns into sugars in your body. Mm. And so the last thing Mm. we want to do, Stace, and this is to Stace now, or anyone listening to this, the last thing you want to do is add any sugar to starch. Because
0: so so you're saying I can't add sugar to malcos?
1: No, you shouldn't. Because body doesn't care whether it's is malcos at pop, like like tasty wheat vibes yeah yes. your body doesn't
0: yeah but it's it's totally milk milk oriented yeah. it's just made up of yeah. milk it's beautiful yeah. No, Beauty. your body doesn't Ooh. care
1: about that your body's going to do its job and all of that is going to be sugar at the end of the day so just guys let's try and, and not put sugar in starchy foods <sighs>
0: deprivation I can't do it I can't do it I
1: just you want to take us out um... so beautifully as you did before before I was Devil.
0: But but i already did man i gave my you everything, gave everything. and there's nothing left the now because of me didn't we almost have it all <laughs> um that's what you just to of course yeah. it is oh um, yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah yeah everybody um we enjoyed doing this podcast um today and we hope that you enjoy it i've said that already but i thought i'd just say it again because the only other thing left is for neil and i to say goodbye